You may be seated. Gabby has chosen for her passage this morning from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. May God add to the hearing, reading, and understanding of his word. You are the light of the world. A city on top of a hill can't be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. Instead, they put it on top of a lampstand, and it shines on all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before people, so that they can see the good things you do, and praise your Father who is in heaven. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks Thanks be to God. Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Gabby Houston, and I am not one of the pastors here at Aniston First, but I'm so happy to be here to talk to y'all, whether you're in person or online. For those who don't know me, I've been a member here at Aniston First for about 23 years, so since I was born. (laughs) That means I've grown up going through the ministries here at this church, whether that be children's ministry, youth ministry, and I've been pretty active in the music ministry since I was about three. But now, I live in Birmingham, Alabama, and I currently work at Trinity United Methodist in Homewood, and I'm a youth intern there. I attend Birmingham Southern College, and to make a really, really long, like, vocational, dramatic calling kind of story short, I'm, my goal is to become a Methodist pastor and then focus in on youth ministry. So I was talking with Tammy about coming to preach to y'all today, and I asked her, oh, is there anything specific you want me to talk about? Hoping that, like, she'd give me a direction, or, like, y'all were in a sermon series. And Tammy said, no. Whatever you want to talk about. As an English major, usually, like, I'll get a little bit of direction on where to write. So that really stressed me out. And I was like, okay, write whatever God's calling me to talk about. That's amazing. But then there's the stress of figuring out what in the world is God calling me to talk about? As I started to think about literally the whole entire world of things I could come here and preach to y'all, I started getting more and more stressed and more and more anxious. Not only would this be my first sermon ever, which is really intimidating, but it would be finally my chance to show my home church that raised me I'm not just the music girl anymore. I'm not the little girl who was sitting on top of the piano singing. <laughs> I'm an adult now. So this was my chance to prove myself. It had to be perfect. And while I was handling all that stress, which was really unnecessary, I still am working at a church and with a youth group. We were preparing for mission trips, going on said mission trips. And while we were on the second one, I was stressed, anxious, and I was literally sick. Not contagious, or I wouldn't have gone, obviously, but (laughs) I was so worn out that I just shut down. I had gotten so consumed in, like, my little bubble of doubt, anxiety, stress, that I wasn't enjoying my time with the youth, and I know that I was not giving them the time or care that they deserved. So one night during our second mission trip, 
I was worn out, I shut down, and we went into worship. As the worship leader started singing, I just kind of gave up. I was in the back, I closed my eyes, and I just stopped what I was doing. But what happened when I closed my eyes is what matters here. Being so tired of listening to all the stress, the doubt, the anxiety, and literally being sick, I completely shut down, and in that moment, I just gave everything up to God because I was like, I can't do this on my own. I can't handle everything on my own. And when I finally gave everything up to God, it was amazing. I started just listening to the world around me, and the people leading worship started singing a song that I grew up hearing. It's a oldie but a goodie. I'll mention it in just a moment. I heard this song in a new way which I had been singing the song my whole life. So it, it was really startling. Everyone was singing together. All the students, the leaders, the adults working at the retreat center were truly worshiping. And everyone singing together sounded like a choir of angels. The song is called Hosanna. It's a contemporary Christian song. And as we were singing, I had tears in my eyes because... I finally was letting go of all the doubt, all the stress, all the anxiety, and just being in the moment and listening. As we sang the bridge of Hosanna, I heard this one line. And when I heard it, a wave of relief and comfort washed over me. The line is, break my heart for what breaks yours. And in that moment, it felt like comfort that I can only describe as a hug was being, like, filled all around me. And I knew that's what God wants me to talk about, which was amazing. But then I got home, and I actually had to think through, break my heart for what breaks yours. What am I saying with this? <laughs> I took a step back and was like, okay, what breaks my heart? What breaks my heart is a student feeling like they're unloved, unwelcome, or alone in this crazy world. What breaks my heart is people feeling like they can't even step through the doors of a church because they've been marginalized due to their poverty, mental health, sexuality, or addictions. What breaks my heart is I had one student come up to me this past semester thinking that they were going to be kicked out of the church and never welcomed back because of their sexuality. Someone who's so young that they don't even have a driver's license, not even their permit, thought that the church would never welcome them back, the church that they grew up in, just because of their sexuality. There's so many more things that break my heart. The list goes on and on. But as I was trying to pull all this chaos and hurt together, trying to figure out why, <laughs> All these things that break my heart matter to what I'm going to speak to y'all. And why does this relate to what I'm going to say? I heard a different student in my head. This student loves following me around the church and just saying why to literally like everything I say, which is adorable, but like it, it gets interesting. This student will be like, follow me around. And I said, hey, let's go play a game. Why? Because it's fun. Why? Because we're going to bond. It'll bring us closer together. Why? 
It just goes on and on and on. And it just made me laugh to think about. And I realized that that student is a part of why. At the beginning of the summer, that particular student walked into our youth space for the first time. They're an upcoming sixth grader, and they were so scared and anxious that they could barely tell me their name. And as much as I hate to admit it, it's near the end of summer now, and that student is one of the most hilarious and chaotic kids we have. And I'm so excited that I get a chance to know them and that we gave that student a place they can be themselves. But that student's why helped me realize there's a pattern with all of the reasons that break my heart. All these people feel lost and alone. I want to be the one to reach out, to pick them up off the ground, or if they're going through a hard time, just hold their hand and say, I'm there. We live in a dark, sinful, and painfully human world. We as Christians are supposed to be the light. We're supposed to help guide people through the dark so they can see how God is working in their lives. There's a parable in the Bible about a lost sheep. It talks about how the shepherd left his 99 to go search for the one that was lost. Now, something I want you guys to think about with this parable is that sheep are herd animals. They're not just going to leave their flock for, like, no apparent reason. When a sheep leaves their flock, it's because they don't feel comfortable. They feel unwelcome. They feel unloved. Us, as humans, are the same way. We are social beings. We are built to be in community, to be a family. So, God is like our shepherd. God leaves the 99 to search for the lost one because every single one of us is precious. If God can reach out a hand when we feel lost or alone, why can't we as the church do the same and reach out and be the light, bring people back to God, bring the sheep back home to the herd? Now, from what I've been seeing and hearing all the way from Birmingham, Alabama, this church, Aniston First, has been doing amazing at this. Y'all have been seeing people who are in need and helping them and making anyone feel like this is a place they can worship and truly be themselves. Keep it up. You're doing amazing. There are some people I've talked to in Birmingham that are seeing the ministry y'all are doing and shaping theirs and getting ideas for their ministry off of what you guys are doing. And whenever they say, oh my gosh, have you seen this church? They're doing such and such. And I'm like, yeah, I was raised there. That's my home church. I am so proud that I get to call y'all my home church and that I know that no matter what, y'all are here for me. And I'm so proud to see all the amazing work y'all are doing. And this is an amazing journey y'all are on, and it's just the beginning, and I can't wait to see where y'all go and all the lives you touch. Now, back to the break my heart part. We've talked how that means for the church. But what does that mean for us as individuals? First, I want everyone, as silly as it sounds, to close your eyes, take a deep breath in, stop thinking about all the places you want to go to lunch and all the to-do lists, and breathe it all out and just clear your mind. 
And I want to ask y'all a question. What breaks your heart? That first thing that popped in your head might just be what God is calling you to help with in life. Listen to your heart. Listen to God. Don't listen to all the stress and the doubt and the craziness of this chaotic world. Listen to your heart and listen to God. If I had listened to my doubts, I wouldn't have this sermon. If I had listened to all the people in my life growing up, I would be in music ministry. I'd be good, but that's not what God's called me for. God's called me for more than that. So think back to that thing that popped in your head when I asked you what breaks your heart. And my next question for you is what are you going to do about it? We are called to be light. We are called to be love. We are called to be God's hands and feet. We have to do more than just hope and pray. If someone feels alone, don't just hope and pray that they get a friend. Go be that friend. If someone's hungry, don't just hope and pray they find food or somebody happens to give them food. Give them food. Give them resources. Don't just hope and pray that somebody else will do the work. So I'll ask you, what breaks your heart? And what are you going to do about it? Let's pray. God, thank you so much for bringing me here today to speak to my loving home church. Please be with us as we try our best to do your work let us listen to you, not all the doubts and all the anxieties that are running through our lives, but fill us with your peace and let us be light and love to those around us. Amen.